You are listening to the Hutton Orbital News Digest. This is a shorter version of the full show that you can find on iTunes. Enjoy! Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the news. I'm your genital host. No, wait a minute. That's what Amelia thought it said. I'm your (laughs) genial host, Dick Chafing. And joining me tonight, we have our phalanx. I think that's the word. That is our regular set of presenters. We have the regularly attending, but decidedly irregular in shape and outlook on life. The irrepressible, I know, I've tried, Harry Balzac! Good evening, Dick, you wonderful bastard. You know what they say, you can't keep a good man down. But I admit that was a strange place to grow feathers. I like the way I've made myself taller than you as well on the screen. Right, the presenter who's regularly close to our hearts, livers and other internal organs, it's Wilma Fingerdoo. Thanks, Dick. Got any fava beans? (laughs) That's very unsettling. (laughs) Moving swiftly on. The man who's regularly picked up by the fuzz, swung round by his let... No, no. Due to his work in an all-nudist Velcro factory, Norma's other half, it's Lou Snockers. Thanks, Dick. You're welcome. I'm, I apologise. I lost myself. You know I only took that job to keep my parole officer happy. And that joke's wearing thin. My temper's shorter than the queue to get in Van Taylen's gig. Thank you. And last, but never least, the woman who is the dictionary definition of regular. Why, if she were any more regular, you'd see her on the side of a packet of Volbran. It's Normal Snuckers! Don't knock being regular. It's better than being full of, well, whatever it is that you are. <laughs> well, I am. Well, I never. Fragland, the Huddenest place on Earth. Apart from Hutton, of course. For three days only, though. Gratitude with attitude for magnitude of servitude. Captain's Dog, Stardate, 3305. It's a trial in the urban arena, but he's gladiator. Imperial Idler interviewee insists information inaccurate. A postcard from Atrus. Lou tells you what Alvin doesn't want you to do. And Norma's our tipster. Yes, you heard right. Tipster for the Interstellar Initiative sweepstake. It was a nonce roller coaster of fun, it says on this piece of paper, written in Noxie's almost illegible scrawl last weekend, as a planetary station close to the base owned by the Pilots Federation 
Welcome to the battle cries of many commanders assembling for mayhem and fun. In that order, arranged by commanders Noxy Vegas and Han Moore. This was not to be the usual winging up of commanders re relying on smoke signals, electronic communications and follow me projectors. Oh no, these commanders were going to launch all from the same location and at the same time. They would be able to look out of their cockpit and see their fellows. They'd be close up and personal, almost as if they could touch them. We've only been able to obtain accounts of the merest fraction of the events that transpired that what happens in Fragland stays in Fragland's motto being off quarters to our reporters. However, we have been able to determine that the following events transpired. Chat at the station was officially declared a desert, as all alcoholic beverages within the range of ever more unsteady space legs was converted to bio-waste. The pink wafer itself, the future conveyance of Go Go Sally, and sponsored by the Hutton Orbit Trucker, successfully docked, piloted by a commander, Noxy Vegas. He justified this in his personal use of the ship with some piffle about keeping the barnacles off the thrusters. But we think he just likes being in the car. We suggest that Sally should check the cargo hold very carefully before she takes it on its long voyage next year. There was an incident of necromancy, if this is not, as you might think, getting all loosely with some, someone you like, in the bit between the head and the shoulders, but it is in fact communicating with the dead. Commander Stephen Usher managed to establish a connection to one of Commander Hanmore's previous lives as Commander Harry. No, not that one. Who was a contemporary of the legendary Commander Jameson. The economics of the galaxy were very different back in those days. Commander Harry was elite ranked, but with a balance of only 877 credits. Adjusting for galactic inflation, that is 2,769 credits in today's values, or a little less than 2% of a void opal. Last but by no means least, Commander Luxibakers took on a new role, or rather a loo role, as he became the first person to successfully broadcast live from Cubicle Bay. How he managed to broadcast while simultaneously holding his breath is a mystery that we are in no hurry to unravel. We've always known that the hotboxers were jolly nice, despite their bizarre lifestyle choices, and this was driven home this week. Driven, in fact, by Commander Shoreside Customs, who led a PWP assault on Commander Rampage 737. Trucking, like a Hudden Truck Aurora, on behalf of Team Hotbox, Commander Shoreside Customs delivered a container full of tributes to their ex-leader. The thanks for a fantastic year's leadership, including a drink that was almost, but not entirely quite unlike, Centauri Mega Gin. Some coffee, not Hutton Blend, but you can't have everything. The top halves of two orange jumpsuits, which the commander's name emblazoned thereupon. We understand that the jumpsuits came from America. We leave it to you to speculate as to who might have previously worn these. The crowning glory, the item that single-handedly justified all of the hours and hours of work that Commander Rampage 737 had poured into the melting pot, that is the mixed metaphor of Team Hotbox, 
There was an example of rare, nay, unique goods, a one-of-a-kind, never-to-be-seen elsewhere, officially approved orange Hutton mug. Individual, like an artisan bespoke single malt whiskey. Handcrafted from selected deck plates of the original orange sidewinder, imbued with a semblance of life by the frameshift energies that flooded the ship during its many long trips to the orbital, this mug has a singular property, one not found in any other Hutton mug. Not only will this mug keep hot things hot, but it will also keep cold things cold. Commander Rampage 737 is, however, warned not to test this by trying to fill the mug with coffee and ice cream at the same time. Commander the Mind Buddha sent us a vidcap this week, a lovely picture showing the inside of his cockpit and what we believe is known as his co-pilot, who was wearing a very fetching sparkly pink harness. It appears that the commander may have misunderstood the term Beagle Point and has interpreted as an instruction as his companion Princess looks to be very much aligned with the navigation array. Princess can always be relied on for help in the cockpit, especially when the commander needs to put three pups to shields and even on planetary approaches, as we have heard that the Beagle has landed. We understand that she is on the lookout for love. She has placed her profile on several online dogging sites, keeps a photo of our very own Alvin de Fear close to her heart. This year's hottest television programme since the Federation's Most Wanted launched last weekend with pilots throughout the galaxy tuning in on their downtime to watch a series of cruel and unusual tortures foisted on the rich and famous. I'm an Imperial Get Me Out of Here draws some of the highest viewing figures in the galaxy, all eager to watch hapless minor royals from the Empire work their way through a series of challenges before one is crowned King of the Urban Jungle. The Imperial contestants this year included independent system game show host PsychoCal, minor Imperial cousin and trade envoy Duke Frederick, known to many as Frameshift Freddy, and a host of C-list Galnet starlets. We'll be subjected to revolting challenges, including the Hutton Trucker Top Tucker Challenge, where they've got to munch their way through a series of revolting meals normally reserved for citizens, colloquially referred to as plebs in the Empire, such as instant space noodles, McThargoids, McStiffies, and of course, the one that makes everyone gag, the rubbery 12-inch sub. Normally used to a refined diet of donkey testicles with truffle oil, Isinor sheep size in Burnham Bile Distillate Juice, and Thargoid sweetbreads, they're sure to find the fare hard to swallow. Last year's frightening scene showed the Imperial nobodies thrown into tanks of vicious Alliance accountants, edible poets and fat black felines in nothing but their undergarments, togas being unsuitable for the urban jungle. And more than one cried, I'm an Imperial, get me out of here, after getting their hands dirty with manual labour. Who will win the ultimate prize? Who can survive without their butler and personal chef? Who looks absolutely horrendous without their daily anti-agetics, performance enhancers and subdermal makeup 
We will be bringing you all the horror stories over the coming weeks. I'm an Imperial contestant, Frameshift Freddy, has been embroiled in the latest in a series of scandals related to his lavish lifestyle and links with disgraced businessman Iperites Jeffen, accused of being involved in an insurance scam relating to suicide winder trips between Colonia and the bubble. Jeffen has constantly denied deliberately destroying his own ship and claimed that the establishment are out to get him. Further allegations are that his floating beluga gin palace, the Hillary, has been accused of being misused to host illegal cross-powder meetings, trade deal negotiations and interstellar research, clearly in breach of its charter as a floating orgy venue. Frameshift Freddy has denied that he will ever meet Jeffen, definitely hasn't conducted business with him and, as an alibi for the alleged work, claimed that his inability to blink as a result of involvement in the Lave Wars of 3304 meant that he wasn't able to focus on the complex paperwork due to his dry eyeballs. He also claims that the time he was accused of actually doing some work for a living instead of his appointed job, plying for foreign dignitaries with drink until they sign contracts, he was with one with Brett Riverboat being a bit of a tosser. That's pizza tosser. Commander Riverboat's former employer, Calzone Emporium, over at Hutton, has been attracting rave reviews. The ultimate place to plot the downfall of the Empire. And five stars. That's how many star systems I bought whilst eating there. Freddy's alibi has since been debunked and his family, a branch of the Imperial ruling class, have recalled him from all social duties. And he will be withdrawing from public life until such a time as he's properly debauched once again. Incoming encrypted transmission. Decrypting. Decryption complete. Stand by for a message from Hackscom Actual. Hackswing, we continue to hold and wait to see what move Tharg will make next. Don't get complacent or rusty. Remember, Tharg is patient and will take his time. In the meantime, Remember, there are still 70 stations out there that need repair. You can always check what station Operation Ida is focusing on at their GAO website, OperationIda.com. To see what supplies are needed, check the Thargoid report in GALnet. Or, you could be an absolute trucker like Commander Spartacus Ben. He decided on his own over the summer to start hauling supplies to Resnick Dock. He recently got it so close that those legends at Operation Ida decided to pitch in and finish off that last 50,000 tons of supplies, and today the station is fully operational. Way to go, trucker. I've personally declared my Sundays to be station support Sundays. The more we can do now during this pause, the better prepared we will be for Tharg's next attack. Stay alert out there. Watch the signal sources, and be ready to defend the mug. Hexcom message complete. Defend the mug. And encrypted transmission. Dear truckers, good evening, or whatever time it is where, where, you, where you're reading this. Atris 5060 writing. Wish you were here. 
as it's more than 100 days since the last real Thargoid attack and the boffins at Canon Research aren't answering my calls. I've decided to take a holiday out in the Pleiades for a nice rest. Mrs. 5060 and I promised each other a second honeymoon, but the nearest to a honeymoon we've seen recently is a yellow-brown rocky body. No doubt the moment our backs are turned, some disaster will occur, but to be frank at this point, I don't care. Let's see how the Thargoids like it when I ignore them for a change. I may send some more postcards if there are sights to see out here, but for now, it's for the mug. P.S. Love to Alvin. For the mug! The bubble is extremely stable. A couple of systems are still over 60%. If you're a custodian of one of those systems, please call in the help. Apart from that, there's nothing of interest happening. We're definitely not one day away from controlling Hill Parsi, because Elvin definitely does not sanction conflicts with other player factions, even when they are, as far as we can discern, completely inactive. So, although we've dominated three days, Alvin is not suggesting that you nip in and finish off the job. I know that in the absence of Thargoids there are commanders with itchy trigger fingers, but I can assure you that Alvin has not suggested at any time that we should progress this war, and even though we stand to lose an outpost, this does not change anything. <clears throat> in Colonia, pretty much everything goes into tier. Bounty hunting can be done in Eel Procol Centauri and Doriso, as long as the bounties are handed in at tier. Missions and passenger missions in tier, and exploration data goes into tier. Basically, tier. Over to Norma. Federation ahead in the current CG to win the favour of the Golconda colonists. More on this later. When the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble, your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives, let Flossie tell you what it is, then you can get involved with this Listen to what Flossie says Interstellar Initiative Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should listen to what Flossie says Hello, Flossie here with Swig's Interstellar Initiative's CG News. There's ongoing uh, Interstellar Initiative's at Golconda CG's. The Federal Initiative for Golconda Outpost and Imperial Drive for Golconda Port. Uh, deliver polymers, CMM composites, titanium, beryllium and thallium to one of the two megaships in the Upankilis system. Ending on the 26th of November or earlier if one CG completes. Both CGs are ongoing with the Federation well ahead of the Empire at the moment so unless anything changes, it looks like the new base will be an outpost, which will be established on the 5th of December. Also from the 5th to the 12th of December, any Federation rank will, will be earned at a double rate alongside a discount to Federal ships. A rare good, Apavariti, 
will be introduced and become available for purchase at the new outpost and the Golconda decal will be available to commanders who dock at the outpost or the federal megaship. Of course, if the Empire get ahead and win, the same will apply to Imperial ranks and ships and the rare goods and decal will be available from the planetary base and Imperial megaship. And that's this week's Interstellar Initiatives news. Flossie told you what to do. Right. I don't know what that means. Galnet News Digest, 21st of November 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's not necessarily fact-filled news, Operation Ida plans Camorra Conquest celebration. Feds ahead in two-horse race. Why don't we all just get along? Lava Loop, Sub-17. Operation Ida plans Camorra Conquest celebration. The era of station repair shipments going missing could soon be at an end, according to an announcement made earlier today. The evil Don Antonacci and his organised crime syndicate has been siphoning off a large portion of the goods brought in by Operation Ida and others to make good the damage caused by the Thargoid attacks ever since the repair operations began in 3303. Now it appears that the self-styled head of publishing and supplier of horseheads to the finest beds in the galaxy, who was also alleged to be responsible for stealing building supplies intended to extend the dam to keep the ancient city of Venice from being flooded under 30 metres of Adriatic Sea, may have met his match. A new secret anti-Antonacci system is being trialled from the 27th of November to the 2nd of December, and if it proves successful, the Don may be vanquished forever. If the trial proves successful, Operation Ida plans to celebrate with a holiday hauling event, marking their second anniversary and aiming to get even more stations repaired and back in working order, starting on the 13th of December. Unfortunately, the permanent fix for the Don's Camorra won't be fully in place until mid-January, but the prospect of seeing the back of his retreating megaship will be more than enough to raise the spirits of the long-suffering philanthropists of Operation Ida. Feds ahead in two-horse race. The federal campaign to abduct the inhabitants of the Golconda to make them into miserable wage slaves on a dead-end outpost appears to be trouncing the rival Imperial campaign to turn them into Imperial slaves on an equally obscure planetary base. The Alliance's legal appeal against the decision to exclude it from the head-to-head has been denied by a judge with a sense of humour. The Empire and Federation are both planning to build their settlements using high quantities of beryllium, which is one of the most toxic elements there is, so they clearly don't have much regard for safety. 
The whole sorry affair will drag on until Tuesday the 26th of November, or until the Federation has stockpiled sufficient materials to kill everyone aboard the Golconda. Why don't we all just get along? With the Thargoids no longer attempting to destroy humanity, the opportunity has opened up for us to trade with the multi-tentacled spawn of Cthulhu. Thargoids are known to like collecting occupied escape pods. This is apparently because they hatch their young inside living carcasses, so the developing Thargoids have a ready food source. So, why don't we barter all our unwanted people to the Thargoids in exchange for meta-alloys? That way, we can all get along happily together and make some money in the process. Once they've been introduced to the idea, Thargoids will just love capitalism. Lava Loop Sub-17 The latest buckyball race is more than halfway through now, with final entries accepted until Sunday. There's not been much activity in the regulation hauler class, with the best times around the 26-minute mark. However, the unlimited class is seeing a lot more action, with the best course times under an astonishing 17 minutes being registered. In an unfortunate misunderstanding, Commander Aid Levice apparently misheard the name of the race as the Lave Loop, and has been orbiting Warrenus Station for the past week. And that's this week's 100% accurate and fact-checked Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Well, that's, um... Now you're a trucker All you gotta do is truck that truck When you're a hunting trucker If you can't turn a profit Then you're out of love For the mug, let me fly all over the space. Point to two light years crossed at a hill of a base. Just turn the wheel and keep that smile on your face. Maybe someday soon you'll be a top trucker. there, truckers. This old buck naked spokesman for Lacon Spaceways. Back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. And if you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. 
almost as pain-free as having Draxor as your co-pilot. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, hopping around like them crazy rabbits in a field, Commander Light 027 took the lead with a tad over 91,200 light years jumped. The leader in destroying up the Don's dastardly desperados this week is Commander Texas Stew with over 64.2 million credits earned and accounted for. And he also took the lead as our top mission trucker this week with a slightly more respectable than last week's points, earning 804 mission points this week. Hauling cargo like a hunting trucker auto, Commander Almanach transported a bit over 124,000 tons this week. Keep on trucking there, Commander. Driving the Hutton high-speed rail this week, Commander Cometborn hauled 3,202 passengers around the galaxy, showing all them others how it's done. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Rampage 737 in 1 hour, 22 minutes, and 40 seconds. But the fastest run in this month of November is held by Commander Malice XR3 in 1 hour, 24 minutes, and 6 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. The only ships in the galaxy worth a flying flip. Farewell, good night, and for the mug! For the mug! Mug! And the sippy mug! And the sippy mug! Mm. Half-Life by Imogen Heap.